0: everybody welcome back to baseball connection let's jump right into today's topics of discussion we will start with a name that you may not have heard in a while but he's on his way back we are talking about steven strasberg if you haven't heard that name in some time it's because he's been injured and now he's ready to make his season debut for the washington nationals Strasburg, we all know who he is obviously the 2019 World Series MVP for the Washington Nationals, but he's been hurt quite a bit. He's 33 now, and he's going to take the mound with no innings limit, no pitch count or anything. He threw 86 pitches in his third minor league rehab start last Friday in AAA, and the Nats are ready to bring him back. Obviously, Strauss has dealt with injuries his entire career, so the Nats are going to keep an eye on him. But, you know, the momentum of his epic 2019 performance just got cut short due to injuries. I mean, he had a short 2020 season, which had season ending carpal tunnel surgery. And I mean, how much did we really see him pitch last year? Um, I mean, this is someone who threw a nationally best 209 innings in 2019, the year he went off and won the World Series MVP. But in two years since then, he's only thrown a combined 26 and two thirds inning. So it's, it's gonna be his first time on a big league mound since June 1st of last year. So over a calendar year since he threw in the big leagues. And obviously the Nats are not contending right now. So to say that, oh, they're missing this guy, sure, they're missing him, but what what are you really gonna get? Even if he's great, um, I mean, he's just gonna sell some tickets for you, but he's returning to a rotation that includes Patrick Corbin, Eric Fetty, Josiah Gray, and Johan or Joan Adon, sorry if I mispronounced it, but, um, I mean, yeah, it's 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 been a while. But but the Nats get their ace back. He's definitely gonna be in the front of that rotation because the guys I just mentioned definitely aren't any anything worth of frontline consideration, if we're just being honest. So Strauss is coming back. He'll be pitching on Thursday, making a season debut against the Marlins in Miami. So we'll keep an eye on that when it happens. We will have the recap for you after the fact. In other news. Remember when Buster Posey surprised the baseball world by retiring all of a sudden this past offseason? Well, his his replacement, the, the guy who's supposed to be the next Buster Posey, is Joey Bart. And the Giants have optioned him to AAA. Things have not really panned out for Joey Bart just yet. They've optioned him to AAA. They also acquired a catcher. They traded for a catcher, Austin Wins, from the Phillies organization. And... You know, the decision to send Joey Bart down is just what they had to do because he's had some prolonged offensive struggles. He's the former number two overall pick. He's now 25 years old. He had a fast start to the season going six for 18 with a pair of homers through his first six games. But he's fallen into a dreadful slump over his his past 30 games and 24 of them are starts. He's hitting just 111. With a 256 on base, 194 slugging, and he's striking out 45% of the time, it's that strikeout rate. It's not really. I'm mean, of course that, that average and everything. The slash line isn't great, but if you're striking out 45% of the time, you're, you're just not seeing the ball well. I mean, that's not that's not gonna work. You can't strike out in half your at bats um, unless you have some some unprecedented power. But even then, even then, there, I don't think there's any kind of power. that that justifies striking out 45% of the time. It's way too much. You're not putting the ball in play enough. So given those struggles, it's no surprise to see him sent down. And the Giants are hoping that a return trip to Sacramento will, will be a catalyst for him to turn things around. Because Joey Bart's not only been one of the Giants' best top prospects for a long time, he's been one of the best prospects in all of baseball. And I've said this before, but scouts really know what they're talking about. Whenever you see someone with that kind of pedigree, it's for a reason and they usually do end up having success in the major at the, at the major league level we, we see it all the time they come up kind of slow and then you know they come into their own we've seen it in the past couple years with with several players so i mean joey bart entered this season with 112 days of major league service time so that means he needed another 60 days on the active roster to reach one full year and remain on his same arbitration and free agency track but so he's already accrued 62 days. So even if he sticks in the minors for the rest of the season, he's he's logged enough time to give him that one plus year of service time. So he's good from a service time standpoint. He just needs to go see the ball better and, and make some adjustments before they bring him back up. Because they will bring him back up. That's no question whatsoever. So let's talk some, some baseball, you know, specifically how are teams doing? You guys are probably itching to hear about that. So Let's talk about the American League wildcard race today, because that race has gotten interesting all of a sudden. I mean, we're talking about a race in June, but I'm I'm mentioning it because of the way things have shaped up. I mean, two weeks ago, you almost wondered if the AL playoff chase was already settled with teams pulling away. Obviously, that's pretty foolish because we know that things change and this is a long season, and we don't we really shouldn't be looking at, at playoff races until like August. But now you have the battle for third and the final, for the third and final AL wildcard spot. There were the three wildcard spots. And now it's shaping up to be a thrilling free-for-all. Of course, things likely will change. But back on May 24th, if we, if we turn back the clock a bit, the Yankees, Twins, and Astros had clear leads in their divisions. And the wildcard leaders had mostly separated themselves as well. I mean, the Rays, Blue Jays, Angels, all these teams were off to a sort of solid, well-rounded start that you, you kind of thought that they were in it for the long haul. And every other so-called contender was bouncing around 500 or below it. And you know, I'm talking about like the Red Sox, Guardians, Rangers. These teams were below 500. White Sox were right at 500. But since May 24th, that point until now, the Blue Jays went 10 and two. Now they've firmly established themselves atop of that group. The Rays, the Rays went seven and six, hardly great. And the Red Sox rose above 500. They're on a six-game win streak. Except this is the one, the one thing that sticks out. Is that the Angels have lost thirteen games in a row? They lost thirteen games in a row, and they have fallen apart. They've dismissed Joe Madden, and their their playoff odds have just vanished completely. So, I mean, now we have an interesting race where we have the Red Sox, who are twenty nine and twenty seven. I mean, no team has turned its fortunes around more since mid May than the Red Sox. Absolutely, they have the best record in. In in baseball well, not. No, they don't. They don't actually since then, but they've been one of the hottest teams in baseball over the past month. It hasn't helped them much in their division, the AL East, where they're still fourth, but it has absolutely rocketed them into that third AL wildcard spot, thanks to the Angels struggles. So, you know, this is interesting because it hasn't only changed the Red Sox fortunes. It's actually changed the entire trade market, because if the Red Sox felt like they were not in realistic striking distance, they might have been more likely to start trading away some of their key guys, perhaps even Raphael Devers or Xander Bogarts. Definitely not Devers, let's be honest. But Bogarts may have been on the block. But now they're back in it and they're not going to trade those guys. They, they want to win. No longer. Red Sox are right in the thick of this thing and they have the angels to thank. So, yeah, I mean, keep your eye on I mean, Even the other teams, the Guardians, they're one game below 500. White Sox one game below 500. They haven't really changed. But the Rangers, you know, Rangers are, are, are kind of holding water. I mean... I think they're going to fall apart, though. Nobody really considers them a serious contender, but they're three games below 500 right now. And the the Mariners are are kind of disappointing uh, because, you know, there was a lot of optimism for them over the offseason, but right now, they're six games below 500. And um, they are six and four in the last 10 games, won each of the past three series, but six games below 500 is a bit misleading because they're still one and a half games out of that last, I'm sorry, one and a half games behind the Angels, they're four games out of the last wild card spot, so they they are they're they're within striking distance, but they'll have to go on a hot run like the Red Sox just did, and take a look at the AL wild card standings. Uh, you know when you have a chance, but right now it is you know, it's it's tight. Blue Jays and Rays, you know, at the top of it, you know, they got the Red Sox, Angels, Guardians, White Sox. So that is what's going on in the American League. A lot, a lot of movement, and there will still be plenty of movement. You know. I talk about this because I should, but not because anyone should put huge stock into it. Things will change, things always change. I think the th- the big theme that we're gonna get into in the next couple of weeks is all-star voting. The first phase of the all-star ballot is is out now. You you can now vote for your MLB All-Star. So that, that's what that is. You know, fans can vote starting today through the end of June for, for the first phase. So the top two vote getters at each position. And then six outfielders will advance to the finals and then you know in the last four days of voting that's where you vote for the starters at each position so this is a fun time of year this is when you know summer has really kicked into a full swing and baseball really feels like you know obviously becomes one of the only for those of us who like baseball it's on every day it's one of the only things um only sports playing in the summer no only few that play in summer baseball is the one that dominates the headlines in the summertime and this is when that all starts so if if you're into that uh this is a great time for you and obviously baseball connection is a great time it's a great place to stay on top of all that so if you enjoyed this please share with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on baseball connection